Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Monday, October 10th, 2022, and welcome to a brand new edition of the Now Mind You podcast. This, of course, being episode 40, and this is our combat episode. I'm TJ. I'm Matt. Uh, spoilers ahead. Today, we have a bit of a thinner docket, right? But Matt will be covering the boxing event that took place Saturday as of this recording. Uh, this will be the event that was Fedora versus Ocampo. Matt, take it away. All right. So we had Sebastian Fundora versus Carlos Ocampo. Um, you probably are aware of Sebastian Fundora, even if you don't know who he is. You've at least seen him. He, you know, pretty much takes social media by storm every time he fights. Why is that? Well, it's because he's a super welterweight, but he's six foot five and a half. Well, now I'm pissed. <laughs> go on. That's not fair. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> speak your truth, TJ. It's not fair, man. But go on, go on. My bad. Don't don't he let taller me taller than you. Don't let me. I know, Matt. Um, but don't let <laughs> me don't let me take that away. Yeah. Uh, uh, so with that, he gets the fight uh, at 154, and he is currently the interim WBC champion pretty much say uh staging him behind the undisputed uh middleweight champion which is Jamel Charlo mm. um so currently he's holding the interim title and he was defending that against Carlos Ocampo Carlos Ocampo is 5 foot 10 um these guys are both around the same age Sebastian Fundora being 24 Ocampo being 26 the other thing that Sebastian has other than this being the tallest man in the division and having one of the longest reaches in the division, if not the longest reach, he's also a southpaw. Mm. So he's definitely not a guy a lot of people like, I'm sure, enjoy fighting. But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So uh, Sebastian pretty much has made a splash right away. You know, debuted with a, a first round KO and pretty much has been racking up either TKOs or KOs a lot here recently. Um, with that said, his uh, record coming into this fight was uh, he was had 19 wins with 13 knockouts. Mm. So this is a guy that's coming to get the job done. Uh, coming into this fight, on the other end, we had Ocampo, who or Ocampo, who has a little bit more experience. Um, I would say probably one of the biggest fights he had, or at least that a lot of people would know him from, which is a bit unfortunate, is... Uh, he took a first-round KO stoppage um, to Errol Spence Jr. Mm. He was stopped in literally the very last second of the first round uh, back in 2018. However, since then, he has racked up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <coughs> about 15 wins, essentially, uh, since that time. Really 12. He pretty much stacked up 12 more victories in that time straight through uh, – most of them being KOs or TKOs with only like two unanimous, three unanimous decisions within those 12. Mm -hmm. um, so he definitely worked his way back up. And that fight was at welterweight. This fight was at middleweight, a.k.a. super welterweight, which is 154. And this was essentially his second time to, you know, pretty much try to grab a belt. Now, as far as this interim title business is concerned, um, this is because the current champion, uh, Jamel Charlo is the undisputed champion. He has every belt in the weight class. Because he has every belt in the weight class, 
Um, he has mandatory challengers that he does have to face for the different belts for the, all the organizations that he holds titles for. Right. So currently, Sebastian Fendora, as opposed to, he's the WBC's champion uh, in interim. And currently on the books, <clears throat> Jamel Charlo uh, has to fight. He has another fight already, you know, pretty much already set up with uh, Zoo. It's a rematch with uh, Tim Zoo's son. Well, actually, it's with Tim Zoo in early 2023. He's the mandatory challenger for the currently for the WBC title or really just for the undisputed title. Mm-hmm. So after that fight, it's expected that he will possibly fight Sebastian Fundora, you know, depending on time and, and all that. Right. And Sebastian's trying to stay busy. Now, this fight was extremely entertaining, but it's a bit of a double edged sword in the way that most people's memory of Ocampo was that first round stoppage. And for Sebastian Fondora to be believed um, to be this, this new, very dangerous guy that's coming on uh, up and up and is on his way to fight some of the top guys, this fight really like kind of seriously hurt his stock within the boxing community. Um, Just because it was a war. There's no other way to put it. You know, um, he was dealing with a very aggressive Dealing with a very aggressive uh, Ocampo, he was not able to to stop him, you know. Uh, and that's not to say that Ocampo is a bomb or anything like that. It's right, just right. that the general perception was he would be able to get him out of there. And, you know, everything is about perception and how things look and, you know, and the optics, especially as as it relates to when you're fighting a common opponent with other people that are, are considered great. So always, you know, your performance is instantly going to be compared. And, you know, it's weird. It, this is going to sound weird, TJ, but for a dude that was like that tall, it seemed like he couldn't really find his range. Really? Yeah. With him being the guy with the reach. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, TJ. The majority of this fight was fought in close. Huh. Uh, Majority that, of like, this 12 Ocampo rounds. was just putting that pressure the whole time, basically? Like, just stayed in his face. Stay in the pocket? Yeah. Okay. He stayed in his face, kept pressing in, kept moving his head, trying to get to him. Don't get me wrong. He was getting that jab going, but... Right, right. You know, he wasn't... The reach made it where he was able to counter him in a lot of, you know, a lot of times before he was able to get it all the way off. You know, I'm right. saying Sebastian to Ocampo. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? He... He really was trying to keep him on the outside and Ocampo just, you know, he was trying to hit the body because, you know, the guy's tall. He has a lot of torso. If I'm mm-hmm. 5'10 and you 6'6", 6'5", you know, really going to have to start trying to hit you to the body to chop you down. And um, eventually Sebastian abandoned staying, you know, trying to keep Ocampo on the outside and just was like, all right, let's just bang. And right. He was able to win the fight. You know, he won a unanimous decision. There's no judge that didn't give it to him. You know, so I'm not going to say he didn't have a bad performance. But the belief was that he should have, he should not have gone 12 rounds with Ocampo. Right. That fight should not have gone 12 rounds. Um, I thought that he put in a good performance. It was a lot of really good back and forth action. A lot of uppercuts, a lot of hooks, a lot of hooks to the body. But it was just so odd. I mean, it's good to see that he has that skill set for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very fun to know that Sebastian possesses a skill set like that. So it it answered the question at least 
of which is one of the main things you see with a lot of longer and uh, taller boxers is yeah they're, they're, you know they're good when they can fight at the distance that's comfortable for them but can they fight up close I mean shit you you would know pretty well like TJ like you know the idea when you're dealing with a taller guy a la they you is space. like yep <clears throat> close the gap simple. close yeah. the distance try to keep their hands in the chest and um that that worked to varying levels of success for Ocampo, but as a general, you know, just generally all the way through, it didn't get the job done, obviously, because, you know, mm-hmm. Sebastian won. So he has retained his WBC interim title. And, you know, right now, you know, pretty much what we're looking at now is what's going to be next. Mm-hmm. You know, well, who's going to be his next opponent? Will he sit out? Um, one of his former former opponents, Erickson Lubin, did call him out. Uh, Erickson Lubin was a guy that he fought a handful of years ago. Maybe I want to say about last year. Um, last year, maybe two years ago. But the thing with that was he was the first guy to drop Sebastian. Mm-hmm. And I think after seeing how close this fight was, I mean, trust me, their fight was crazy as well. But he was able to stop Erickson Lubin. Hmm. And Erickson Lubin called him out, basically saying he wanted to get that back. Yeah, this, actually, this fight was in April. Jesus, where does the time go? I thought that right. fight was so long ago. Yeah, <laughs> that was back in April. It was yesterday, homie. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but also going into going into that, if we're talking about uh, just people that have a commonality, Erickson Lubin took a KO loss in the first round of Jamel Charlo. Mm. And this is a, this guy pushed Sebastian for the most part to his limit uh, in their twelve round contest, but he was stopped after nine rounds. So, you know, and then also you got to consider that uh, Errol Spence is like you know he's with the Charlo twins like a lot, like you know if I'm, they mm. all kind of train together and stuff like that. So, but it's just you know it's always very interesting seeing how those things play out. And seeing what all is going on. So to see him have to fight like that for 12 rounds was, for some people, pretty jarring. I really was, personally, I was really was entertained by it. I thought mm-hmm. it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that was just my opinion. Uh, we also were initially going to cover uh, the Conor Ben versus Chris Eubank event. Um, however, that fight and that event in total was canceled um, after uh, Conor Ben. Uh, pop dirty on a drug test. So mm. after a failed uh, failed Vada drug test, the fight uh, ultimately was canceled. So we didn't get a chance to get that. No word on rescheduling or if either guy's going to fight somebody else down in the future. Obviously they will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that there's like investigations being opened and things like that as it relates to um, Connor Ben and the usage of the, the banned substance that he had in his system. And, you know, they'll ultimately go from there. However, next weekend, we have an extremely stacked weekend uh, for boxing. Dude. One, I'm competing next weekend. That's right. Yes, sir. At, at the Dome at Rosemont. We also have Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yep. We also have the return of Deontay Wilder fighting Robert Hellenius. And we have the rematch of Devin Haney and George Gambosos Jr. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It is really super stacked. It's crazy. And we also have a UFC event next week. 
And that fight is Alexa Grasso Bino. versus Vivian Araujo. 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 Yeah. Grasso versus Araujo, um, with the co-main event being Cub Swanson versus Jonathan Martinez. Crazy. Um, quite a few fights on this card, you know, quite a few fighters on this card as well that we've already covered in the past. So we should have a relatively stacked uh, weekend for you guys next week. The, I, I want to say next week's combat episode might might be comparable, if not exceed, uh, our manga episode, man. We, I mean, yeah. I want to say our manga episode is going to be pretty stacked next week too. But like, damn! Oh yeah, it's going to be everything stacked. So <laughs> just bring y'all, bring y'all extra plates. Right, right. Bring your extra bring plates. We eating good next week. Yeah. Bring your Tupperware. Bring your foil. Whatever you got to do. Right. But 100%, I believe that uh, next week's going to be a pretty busy one. So. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Thank you for mm-hmm. checking us out. Um, you know, again, it's a little bit of a thin week. We were going to cover the two different boxing events, but things change. And, you know, there's nothing really that can be done about that. Hopefully everything gets cleared up and we can go from there. But again, thank you guys for checking us out. This has been episode 40, 40 of the Combat Sports 40, episode for 40. the Now Mind You podcast. Uh, you could follow me on social media at M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C wherever you like to get your social media that's at Matt Hambrick. TJ where can they find you? At Tuss4Skate that's T-U-S-S number 4 underscore S-K-A-T-E on Instagram. And you can follow us at Now Mind You Pod or Now Mind You Podcast wherever you like to get your podcast and wherever you like to get your social media. We're pretty active pretty much everywhere. Um, If you guys want to engage with us on anything, have some talks with us about some fights, some of our opinions, fights that are coming up soon, anything like that, just be sure to hit us up. Thank you guys so much for checking us out this week. TJ, you got anything else? Oh, uh, like, share, subscribe, follow, rate, all that stuff. No, thank y'all so yeah. much. No, 100%. All that. All that. Thank you guys for checking us out. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.